0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bravo Critics. I'm Arielle.
1: And I'm Ricky. This is the place where we discuss pop culture news and all things Bravo.
0: Here, we mention it all while making it nice.
1: So grab a drink and hang with us.
0: Everyone's a critic. Welcome back, Bravo Critics. This is a really fun episode for us because not only does it mark the one year birthday of Bravo Critics, it also marks the opening of season two. So what's up, Ricky?
1: Hey, guys, it's been so long. We took a nice little break um, for the new year. We finished our Rony rewatch in December. And I mean, after watching season 12, we need a little
0: bit of time off
1: feeling a little bit um, scarred
0: from that stone. We just needed a, a recharge. So I know we've been a little quiet lately, but we're about to ramp back up into gear because shit's been popping off lately and we need to discuss it, quite frankly. Yeah.
1: And <laughs> we hope that you guys don't miss doing a rewatch, you know, because we're not really, that's not going to be our full vibe this year. But, you know, you might get some moments where we are randomly re-watching a show and um we'll talk about it on the podcast because i don't know about you guys but i'm always watching a season of something again i've already started watching some of the, v- the veroni episodes again like that's how crazy i am
0: oh yeah i but then i could just go right to my season seven turks and keiko's vacation episode and i'm happy as a girl could be so totally
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, I was playing the episode where they were episodes where the Rony girls were in Morocco while I was like cooking on Christmas Day.
0: Oh, yeah. See, and I was I also watched uh, when I was cooking on Christmas morning, um, but I was watching a Berkshire's Christmas episode of Roni. So funny. See, we're, we're true to our our Rony gals. That's where our heart is. It always will be. So and, well, you know, as soon as there's some legacy news. And some stuff popping off with that then we're gonna definitely be chatting roni or if we get the new roni girls
1: yeah i mean and I, I have to say i've been watching them on social media and i'm getting a little bit excited about it i think that the girls are gonna really bring it. it's gonna be something new and fresh i sort of wish that they would have again i've said this before i wish they would have just done it as sort of like a spin off sort of or like a real girlfriends of New York city or something like that. And just like kept Rony on its trajectory
0: and it'll eventually fade out. You know I mean? Totally. I couldn't, I I think that's the most, I didn't think of that idea, but I think that's brilliant. And that was the route that they should have went.
1: Cause that was sort of the vibe that I got from like real girlfriends in Paris is like, it felt like they were like junior junior housewives. housewives. Yeah. Yeah. Just like coming into their own and stuff like that. And like, that's sort of a fun journey to watch too.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, um, I had a little trouble getting into that. And I wonder if it's just because the girls are so young. Um, Just like that uh, Southern Hospitality show. I couldn't even get through the first episode. I know people are loving it. So I may have to try and watch it again. But definitely, I don't know. It's just not my, not my vibe.
1: Yeah, I I don't even watch Southern Charm, so I wasn't really gonna get into that. I'm not sure if those shows are really my sort of show anymore. Like the young, super like party crew, yeah, and all that's like it's fun, but that's just not really my vibe where I am in life.
0: I think if I'm already like invested in the characters, then I can still go down that road with them because that's where we started. So I'm still okay with them being drunk and messes. I mean, that's why we love them, but. If I don't know you and I'm not already invested, I have no interest in meeting a new 20 something year old that's working at some restaurant getting rocked. It's just not my vibe. And hey, I'm talking this shit right now and I may fucking watch it in a few weeks and be like, oh my God, this is the best show on TV. And I'm, a, you know, I flip. Shit happens.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like Sony Morgan
0: says, shit happens.
1: (laughs) I mean, people are absolutely loving the show though. So I mean.
0: Yeah, they are. There's something good. good about it. Yeah, no, people are, I have not heard one bad thing about it. So definitely not knocking the show. It's just, I think it's me. It's me like them. But I feel like there's a lot of um, things that have been going on in the news lately. And so I feel like we should just dive into it and get, okay. I mean, there's been
1: so much that has happened since we've last talked to you guys. And just even like the month of January has just been crazy in terms of like Bravo and pop culture news in general, I'd say.
0: And, you know, that's what we live for, right? Just all the, all the shit that just pops up. And it's been a very active news week, couple weeks. Cause And it's been a very slow show month, right? So thank God for the things that are popping off in real life. Because otherwise, we would be in a total snooze fest. Um, but you know what? We got something that I think we've waited almost a year for. And that was... Kylie Jenner finally released the name of her son, who was formerly known as Wolf. <laughs> and now his new name is Air Webster, A I R E. What do we think of that?
1: I don't know. I mean, the names that these people pick out for kids sometimes are just like, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure that there's something that they've thought like, about like the branding already like you know like when they have these kids and they're pregnant like most people are like planning out like oh let's think about like what the nursery is going to look like and these people are like you know that they're like planning out like here's all the branding that they're going to be able to do with this name
0: well you know what i'm wondering now maybe it's not air maybe it's airy because her daughter's name is stormy so maybe it's stormy and airy i don't know um but it looks like it's air a-i-r-e but i could be wrong so
1: I also, it's also just crazy to like go this long without <laughs> releasing the name of your kid. Like, What is
0: the entire I, mean, I she seems
1: to be one of the people that isn't wanting to be as public, maybe as her sisters, but it's like, just give the people what they want.
0: I mean, I, I will tell you this. I'm not a, am I'm very impartial to Kylie. Um, But her following is strong and fierce and they love them some Kylie. So, you know, no, no, no negativity here. I'm just saying like, you know, do you boo. Um, But yeah, so that was interesting. So we finally got the name. So I was like, okay, that interested me for about 24 seconds. And then I was on to the next, but you guys, um, i've been blocked by lisa renna for quite some time are you still blocked
1: i'm still blocked yeah
0: <laughs> um but that bitch got fired <laughs>
1: i was happy to see it you know <laughs> they are you know going on that whole path again even bravo was sort of on board with being like oh no it was her choice to step away like she's been making comments like i think i didn't like that last season for me and it's like well you kind of created a lot of your own problems that season
0: my opinion is that it is a mutual pause, not a firing, a mutual pause, because Andy said on his show that he hopes that she'll come back one day. I don't. I, I, I you know. For the most, most part, it, I'm big on people phase.
1: not coming back if they've been gone, if if they're leaving. Like, uh, it really depends. No pun intended, Lisa Rinna. But um it really to me it really does just depend but it's like i don't always like it when a housewife leaves and comes back
0: yeah unless it's someone that's
1: like an og
0: well i don't want like brandy coming back but i want dorinda to come back or i want jill to come back so to me it uh, you know i pick and choose
1: yeah, I really do, too. I I just think that Lisa had her run. She had years where, you know, she was a fan favorite. And I think that over the last few years, more and more people have gotten tired of her shit. And it finally came to a head this season. Everyone's like, you know what? Enough's enough. Like, well, I feel she's like gaslighting the audience now at this point. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that this is my thoughts on Lisa Rinna. I think that she's an OG housewife. I think that she to me, she almost is kind of an OG. And I feel like she is a was a great housewife she gave us a lot of great seasons she gave us munchausen's oof you're so angry i mean the woman served okay um what i think she did was overserve a little bit and it got the best of her and here we are so like no disrespect to lisa renna i think that she did the damn thing for a really long time but she just like went rogue took it a little too far and you know, did not give the people what they wanted. And the bitch didn't really own it.
1: Yeah. Well, and like what would always piss me off is like a lot of the people that they have brought in more recently, like Denise Richards, Sutton, Garcelle, those were all like Lisa Rinna's friends. But as soon as she brings them on the show, she like turns on them to like make them pray for the Fox force, whoever.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, it was just released like Kyle was just saying like how she hasn't really talked to Really, a lot of the gals that she's like, you know, I text with like Garcelle and Sutton and obviously Dorit. She's like, but I haven't really spent any time with anybody because I need that break.
1: Yeah, it's just I feel like the the season took a pretty heavy toll on her. I'm actually I'm sort of surprised that she is coming back. I think she still likes being on reality TV, but I'm surprised that she's like, you know what? I could probably go and be somewhere else.
0: I think it's part of her identity Give it a few more years and I think she may transition on to helping Mauricio maybe a little bit more with his business and her daughters and maybe she'll take over managing some parts of the agency or she may get a bug up her ass and get her real estate license. And She actually has a real estate license. They used to do house, you know, so you never know. Or she may be like, I'm fucking chilling y'all because I'm about to have grandkids because Farah's is going to be getting married and having kids soon. So I think that Kyle... Is gonna give it a few more seasons before she bows out. They will never get rid of her. I don't think, and I also think that
1: something Kylo- really bad for her to get fired. I mean, I think that yeah. there, I think her fandom has shrunk a lot over the last year. the last season wasn't a good look for her, but um, I, I don't think that Bravo is gonna be in a hurry to get rid of her because, you know, she's not to- necessarily toxic. She's just obviously, like, her Her and Vanderpump, like, were both, they both knew what they were doing. They both knew how to play the game. Vanderpump was just a lot more messy about it.
0: And Kyle is so emotional and reactive that there's no way that she's not made for TV. Like, she really is, like, a girl who wears her heart on her sleeve type thing. And so...
1: (laughs) She's so... She's just so dramatic, it cracks me up. And then, like, it's just funny, because she'll always be like, Crystal, you're so dramatic. And it's
0: like, girl, come on. <laughs> I mean, and she's a hypocrite at its finest, so. But, you know, we'll see what Beverly Hills is going to be like, The what you know, without... We'll I think see. it's going
1: to be fresh. I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's a little bit lighter. Because some of these housewife shows are getting a little bit dark. Yeah. And on that topic... All the shit going on in Salt Lake City, we've also gotten Jen's sentencing since we've last chatted with you guys.
0: Yeah, 6.5 years. So that you is. We got really lucky. Well, compared to what the Crisleys got, and that's what everybody keeps doing, right? And I'm like, hello, it's not like a reality television court, okay? This is like real criminal crimes. You know, you have the Crisleys who defrauded a bank, banks, small banks but nevertheless it was the government right but they never took a guilty plea they proclaimed their innocence all the way to the end and even to this day <laughs> even to this day they were doing podcasts right up until oh, you did know did you
1: hear that episode yeah. that podcast episode and like it's where they're talking man. about jen shaw and
0: yeah yeah i heard clips i didn't listen to the episode but i heard clips on like the smith sisters yeah the smith like sisters that. and it was interesting because It's really not comparable. And uh, quite frankly, had the Chrisleys been a little bit more humble and maybe showed a little bit of remorse um, and taken a plea deal like Jen did, then they would have got lesser time. Because Todd got 12 years, Julie got seven years, and they went to different facilities. Jen, she was up for 30 years for a crime for defrauding several elderly people, in my opinion, much worse because you're not taking from the government, the banks, you're taking from fucking people's retirement. Funds. I really thought
1: she was getting and, and even her own mother's to her own mother herself in this fraud case. It's crazy. And
0: now I, this- I
1: expected her to get at least 10 years.
0: And now these victim uh witness statements are coming out. I watched the documentary last night. It was like quick little. 30 something minutes, 40 minutes or whatever. It was nothing new. And I had already seen the victim statements already had surfaced kind of online, but it was really fucking sad Yeah, to see these people's, you know, money. And then they're embarrassed. And it's like, Oh, you know, they're, eh, I, you feel so bad for them. But she took a plea deal. She proclaimed her innocence all the way through. She took a plea deal. And then she right away was like, Oh, okay, well fuck it. 6.5 years better than 30.
1: Yeah. 'Cause she would she would have I mean, if she went to trial like the Crisleys did, she would have gotten a lot more time.
0: I gotta tell you, I I'm sorry, I'm hearing
1: like- information when she did her guilty plea that implicates other people too. You know what I mean? Like it's probably getting giving more information to the government to pursue other people that she's like working with, learning from. Question.
0: Was Stewart sentenced?
1: I don't think he's been sentenced yet.
0: Ooh, that is going to be interesting to see what he did is he going to trial? Did he he pled guilty? A, he took a plea deal too, mm-hmm. too. Okay, yeah. That's why she took a deal because he took one and then turned on her. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So I don't
1: think that he was the ringleader though, especially because like just the way that she talked on TV about like she's the boss of the Shaw squad. Like And, you know, I know they can paint like, oh, well, this is just the persona that I am on TV. But here's the problem. And the only similarity between what the Crisleys did and what Jen Shaw did is they got rich to be this person. Like they didn't get do this money just because like they wanted to like live some quiet, rich life. They did this so that they could get on television.
0: So that is very narcissistic, in my opinion because you've got the cojones to like, it's like very Louis Ruelas to me. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm going to go be a con man on TV. It's wild. But you know, I I digress, whatever it is, what it is. So Jen Shaw, she's going to fucking jail soon.
1: Yeah. And the critically as of now have, um, today's the 22nd of January. Uh, They've reported to prison. So, but it's crazy because like on the, the Smith sisters, that's where I'd heard that too. Um, It was funny that they kept on being like, um, Julia's like, well, we'll see what happens next week. And they're like, yeah, girl, we're going to see what happens. We're going to prison. Like, yeah. You think that the judge is going to like call in like the day of and
0: be like, no, stop, never mind. Yeah. And they put in for an appeal and they were like, yeah, no, not happening. So, but I don't know. I feel like I do feel bad for their families. And it's unfortunate that their greed now affects their children, their grandchildren, and I can have compassion for that. So, uh, do I feel horrible for when Jen Shaw is going to have to hug her kid for the last time in their home for a long time and say goodbye to her husband? I feel bad for her family. I feel bad for her too. Fuck, yeah. I have feeling. You know what I mean? I, like I, even I though what she did bad. was wrong, I feel I bad for
1: the victim. Bad for her mostly just because I feel like she still hasn't really shown that she's that remorseful. And that's just, that's just based off of like the comments that she's made sense. And, you know, the Salt Lake city, um, she wasn't at the reunion. So they were going to do the whole sit down with Andy, but I I think that, I think that, Andy and them might've been part of the reason that got canceled too. I don't think that was just Jen Shaw.
0: Well, Andy he started to
1: get really pissed off that he was even going to do that.
0: Well, I heard him on his radio show and he was like, I'm excited. Cause I think this week I'm going to get to go do my one-on-one with Jen Shaw. He's like, but I don't have the details yet.
1: Yeah. I, he, he was sort of a little bit vague about it. And it's like, then we just got that random statement from Jen like just a few days ago and it was like basically i don't want them to take my story and sensationalize it and all that And it's like okay you don't want your story sensationalized but you went ahead and stayed on television while you were in the quote-unquote fight for your life
0: yeah she basically was like if you're not going to completely take my agreement and make it null and void and let me have complete control over how this is going to be portrayed, then I'm not giving you an interview. And Bravo's like, ha 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 ha. Andy's like, don't need the one on one. It's yeah. it is what you know. But it's also
1: like people don't want it at this
0: point either. So it's I watched it's probably it. in their best interest to Yeah, you said you wouldn't watch it. I would have watched it, but You know, speaking of one-on-ones, you know who did get their one-on-one interview? It was uh, Andy's bestie, Anderson. He had his one-on-one with Prince Harry, and that was phenomenal. Did you watch that? It was on 60 Minutes.
1: I didn't watch it, but I've seen some clips from it. Harry's really been spilling some tea lately.
0: Can I tell you what I think he did? I think that he didn't um, think about the timing of everything coming out, the Netflix show, the book, all that. He's like, oh, shit, maybe this is a little overload all at one time. Like, you like know, but now he's gotta, and he's got to do the, they have to do the promotions for the, the book tour on yeah. top of, because then he did an interview with Michael Strahan that I watched that I got to see, and he's doing all this stuff alone. You know, he did that interview with, um, Anderson alone, which I thought was great. It was very in-depth. He spoke a lot about his trauma, his the dealing with his mother's death, how for so well, many I think
1: it's really good because I think that we've talked about this before. I think that so many people are, for some reason, so dismissive of Meghan Markle. So I think that it's better for people to hear it directly from him. And even she doesn't need to be there to like help support him. I mean, we we've, we've heard from her and I think that we'll still hear more from her later but you know harry's told some of the stories also like the different like protocol stories and stuff like that and
0: and they're different journeys right yeah like, like- I, but
1: i feel like it's good that he's having the moment to like stand up and be like no my family like what happens yeah. to, like being a royal like fucks you up
0: yeah for sure because he led a whole i mean he was born into this he had a whole royal life before mega Markle. so i feel like they're two very separate chapters like you have his life of a growing up a royal having to be informed at 12 years old that his mother passed away consoling fans for his mother's death where he said that he thought that she faked her death he was like i thought that maybe she faked her death because it was so traumatic and she this might be the morning that she calls and says you know i'm coming for you boys and he's like now i see that that was denial trauma right but he was like but i didn't have therapy none of that shit you know so i feel like you have the story with Meghan markle and him on netflix where they got to tell their story as a couple together and how they and why they left the royal family they got paid millions of dollars for that okay and that was produced produced through their own production company archwell productions named after their son archie yeah And then you have his book tour and his interview with Anderson and Michael Strahan. And that's like his book tour interviews, which she's not been at all. So I think you're right. Like we need to just like hear from Prince Harry on his own. And I fucking I'm team. I'm team Harry all day. Every, and we're never going to hear anything from William and Kate because they can't tell us shit. But I think that they were at the Beyonce thing in Dubai last night, the royal family.
1: Were they? I can't yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, I Could wonder, you imagine? I wonder if Jill Zarin's daughter, Allie, got a family with them. Because w- I've been watching mostly through the eyes of Allie.
0: Me too. Me too. But,
1: yeah, I, I love Harry. I'm glad that he's speaking out. William is obviously never going to validate any of this information because he's now the direct heir to the throne, but I, I don't know. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what, what happens in the next couple of decades. Like
0: maybe we'll get Megan and Harry on like one of the below deck shows since there's like 8 million of them. Yeah. I would yeah, love yeah. that. With Tyler. Tyler. Tyler Perry. Like, it all comes back to Bravo. Yeah. Tyler Perry. Fucking throw Luann on there. <laughs>
1: i would love that but they should they should definitely do some sort of like random shit like
0: that are you watching below deck because i'm not even
1: so i am watching below deck so since we last talked to you guys i think below deck med finished or maybe it finished well before that i don't even remember the timeline at this point but i've been watching below deck adventure i like it fine it's not it's, it's definitely different. I don't like that they tried to force Heather Gay on us in an episode of that. And Did Angie, it
0: happen already, that episode?
1: Yeah. And Angie H. was in the episode, too. But they kept on, like, her name at the bottom was Angela. And I was like, okay, bravo. Stop trying to rebrand her to us. Just because, like, it was happening around the same time as, like, people were hating on her for what her husband was doing at the... Um, Fensta,
0: i think you told me this or you said this on the podcast episode now i remember yeah
1: i i can't even remember but um aside from that it's been good the chef is really wild so that always makes for a good time um some of the boys are kind of wild too but like regular blow deck that's been sort of crazy you haven't even been watching that one have you
0: i just started it so i'm like two episodes in now the one where frazier is um chief stew yeah uh, so i'm learning that um captain lee is i heard leaves but don't tell me why i don't want to give you
1: spoilers
0: um but he uh yeah i'm like he's still there and i see him with his uh crutches and rachel's there fucking love her yeah so um the right the part where i'm at right now is where they find out they have stinky fish and it's bad and they're not going to be able to make it for dinner and that's where i hit pause so
1: yeah you'll you'll sort of like it i mean it's not bad it's just different and um, why I mean, having Captain Lee disappear during the season, like you said, you already do know that much.
0: Yeah, and then um, Captain Sandy comes. I know, so
1: yeah, so that's definitely different. But there's there's some good drama that happens in there.
0: So and, I'm gonna I, watch I think it. The
1: people are really funny too. I I really like um, Haley. I'll be interested to see if you like her. She's like the redheaded stew.
0: Mm-hmm, she's pretty. Her,
1: her accent just cracks me up too.
0: Yeah, no, I like her. She was cool. Um, yeah, so far, I seem to like everybody. So, except for that blonde chick. I don't really like her.
1: Yeah, she's crazy. Like, <laughs> real wild. You'll see. I love the boat on this one. This one's, like, the biggest boat they've, like, had on the show, though.
0: Um, I just want to say, though... Like, there's too many blow Decks. Every time I turn on the TV any day, there's a fucking marathon. It's always a blow Deck. I'm over. I need them to take a check. Why? I understand that Below Deck is one of their best shows and gets fantastic ratings, but it's all the time too much. I need a break. That's where they
1: get, like, these random straight guys that watch Bravo because they like <sighs> shit like Below Deck. That's, it's- like, it's weird because I don't usually like demographic, the shows that are, like, demographically, like, more angled towards, like... A show that girls can watch with their, like, boyfriends. And I feel like shows, like, Below Deck and VPR and Summer House are, like, sort of those shows. Because, like, the guys can sort of get into it because there's enough, like, guys on the cast.
0: That's so fun, my
1: guy things, you know what I mean?
0: That is definitely not straight man energy. My husband hates it all. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. So, yeah, no. That's definitely, like, the frat boy type of husband. My husband, not at all. He's like, these people are fucking. <laughs> OK, but. I just want I... more
1: next sailing out. That's all I'll say. That's what I'm ready for. I'm sure that'll be like March or April. So,
0: yeah, I don't watch that either. But you know what I am watching and I'm living for, which we can't and won't give a lot on is Real Housewives of Miami, because a lot of people don't have Peacock, which is like a tragedy to me that you're not getting to watch Miami In real time with us because Miami is where it's at like Miami is the top tier housewives one of the best casts you guys better fucking appreciate and love and worship this cast because it's amazing and we'll have so much more to talk about once the season airs on bravo
1: Yeah, and if we do record about it, we'll put it in a separate episode like we've done before with Miami just so that you can either earmark it to go back and listen to or you're not getting any sort of spoilers because, you know, we find out about a lot of stuff that's happening because you see it in the news. Like, no one's going to be surprised that um, Lisa and Lenny are getting divorced, you know, when it finally makes it to Bravo. Like, everyone knew about all of this. Unless you're just a super casual viewer, maybe. Right. But... I don't know. I think that there are just some good things that happen throughout the season that I don't want to spoil for anyone.
0: Yeah. So we'll wait. We'll wait. Those girls
1: earn their paychecks.
0: They do. And so, like Ricky said, if, if something really pops off, though, and we need to discuss it, just earmark it and go back when you're ready to listen. So, but right I will now,
1: Maybe my favorite. I want to know who your favorite on the show is currently, but my favorite on the show right now might be Kiki. Her confessionals are so funny. And like, she she just has such a funny sense of humor. And like,
0: I just totally vibe with it. She's my least favorite house. Really? Series, yes. um, I, if I have to pick the one I'm feeling the most right now, it's a shocker um well no not really I mean I love Marisol she's like my favorite one but if I have to pick who I'm like really vibing with which I would never have thought I'd even be saying these words is Gertie like I am living for her like what the mirror mirror and she's like <gasps> her face her, her reactions are everything and, and
1: that's okay I'm and they're like they're, they're like, Sorry. This is minor spoilers, but there's like a whole like montage of the girls talking about the faces that Gertie makes when Her she does the things and it yeah. cracks me up. They're
0: like <laughs> like this tastes good and <laughs> like make the most jacked up face. So this is audio so you guys cannot see the crazy faces that we're making right now. And maybe it's better for every, it's better for Ricky and I that you're not. Yeah. It's better for Ricky and I that you're not seeing these faces, but The way that they imitate all Gertie's facial reactions is absolutely hilarious. Kudos to the uh, producers, for sure, because they edited that shit amazing. I loved it.
1: And such a beautiful show, too. Like, the way that it, like, is shot, like, the cinematography of it's really nice.
0: Yes, Miami's on fire. Yeah. You know what else is on fire right now is Potomac, because that season we're almost we're halfway through already and stuff is starting to pick up between the ladies. Like there's a lot going on this season.
1: Yeah. I think that we're getting closer to the end cause they're on their um, main cash trip right now. And wow. It's sort of got really wild. I I'm not a big fan of Sharice. Like I'm sorry. Like it's not that I like dislike her. She's just so boring. And like, yeah, every time they're, like, they'll always be, like, oh, Charisse is so fun. Charisse is a great time, and, like, then they show her, and she just looks, like, fucking, like, Eeyore over in the corner. And it's, like, okay, like, yeah, life of the party.
0: <laughs> and oh, she always has,
1: like, stank face.
0: <laughs> Not Eeyore.
1: <laughs> it sort of feels like that, and she sort of speaks like that, too, and it's, like, it doesn't really matter who put the group together, but Karen, is the, le- Karen is the grand dame of the real housewives of Potomac.
0: Well, and that's why they keep going. You're not the grand dame. you know, Sharice is really the grand dame. I'm like, Oh my God, why are you guys doing this? But Sharice finally brought it a little bit with the slamming of the tables on the most recent episodes. But um, yeah, she, she's, I could do without her. Um, I'm a little, I love Ashley Darby. You know, Ashley's my girl, but not feeling the way she was bringing in her Muppet friends this season. <laughs>
1: She sort of, like, chose a weird w- route to go.
0: Yeah, and I think that her lack of storyline this season is very visible, I guess, to a lot of the other ladies. And they're just using Candace as a scapegoat. And well, honestly... the other
1: ladies, like, tried to make her divorce more of her storyline. And she's like, it's not that deep, guys, <laughs> like cuz like heard Michael like i i don't know that the, that they're really handling this divorce situation the way that i would but i mean i guess they're trying to be amicable and their relationship has always been non-conventional so yeah just stop judging what she's doing because the girl's just going to do what she's going to do
0: i wish we were getting like the luke ashley content instead of the weird you know storyline they're giving us with ashley right now but whatever so I but think I
1: saw that like I guess Ashley was hanging out with she was like with like Him in Minnesota again? or something again, right? Like yeah,
0: Carl and Lindsay were there, they were at an Brian event. Brian Benny. Brian was there from Family Karma, which I am like living for Family Karma right now, too. So love it.
1: Do you think that they should let like that? See, that would be like a fun like cash trip or like, yeah, a that's... fun like show. Maybe they should do something like that. Like There were always rumors of a show like that was going to happen, like a a Luke sort of Minnesota spinoff. That'd be sort of fun if he hosted like Ashley, like Brian from Family Karma, you know, Luke, Lindsay, and maybe like a couple other people.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, maybe that's what Winter House ended up being, though. That winter Mm -hmm. Vermont feel is just not Montana. It was just Vermont, you know?
1: Yeah, I think I just wasn't that into that. It just felt too fratty.
0: I think it'd be fun to put another group of the guys together. You know, the, some of the guys like Amrit and, you know, a few of the people from family karma, maybe a few of the people like the Toms. Like, I think that maybe like Joe Gorga, like a few different just guys and just throw them in a fucking house together. Then it'd be really fratty. I love watching Joe Gorga get wasted and fall. Like that's the best. He's, he's just too much. I mean, I wouldn't want my husband to behave that way, but yeah. So, I mean, but Potomac is where it's at. And I think that we're going to, they just filmed the reunion last yeah, week. Yeah, like
1: two days ago.
0: So, we're going to get that, a good reunion. And they went until well over 1030. Yeah. Like, it was like a long day. I don't even think Charisse made it out until damn near 830. So, Andy was like, we're still got a lot of fucking hours to go.
1: Yeah, and I have to say, guys, I am loving Candace this season. I have maybe officially changed my stance on her. Um, I have. I'm only going to say that in a point of moving forward from this season on. I still don't love some of her past situations, like how things went down with Monique. But
0: she's cracking her-
1: me up in these confessionals. Like, I could watch a whole show of just her, like, doing confessionals.
0: When I met her too, I feel like that also changed it a little bit. She was just like, so her and Chris were just so kind, cool. She's so talented. Like I just really got to see a little bit different of a side of her, which then reflected and matched what I'm seeing from her this season. So she might be one of those characters that, before our eyes, we are seeing an evolution. Because if you even look at her from the for her first season, her little baby face, like, she is now evolving. Like, she's going to the Grammys. She's, like, doing, like, you know, she's her, really. her
1: music is very catchy. She, it's she, so yeah, good.
0: And she really works on her craft. Yeah. So I really can respect that. And so it's kind of cool to get to see this journey. What if she's like one of the like, like, look at Cardi B was like on love and hip hop. And now she's like one of the biggest rappers in the world. So you never know, you know, so I'm going to manifest that for Candace. I'm team Candace. And those green eye bandits need to just sit the fuck down with their whack ass storylines. It's like like,
1: uh, Candy Burst better watch out because there's going to be a new superstar in the Bravo world.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think right now,
1: Candy's sort of like the standard of like, Candy's the only one that's the actual, like an actual successful superstar, superstar,
0: but you know what? Nobody's ever going to get to her level because Candy has earned her spot in the game and it's been 20 something years. Like you just can't duplicate that. She bitch. She's worldwide.
1: Yeah. So,
0: but I have to tell you.
1: Also, just the some of the iconic songs that she wrote, too. Yes. No Scrubs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Um, but you know what? Sh- switching gears a little bit. There's something that I have been salivating for lately. And it has been the trailer for Vanderpump Rules. I'm watching these sexy back commercials that they're doing these promos, like, on repeat. They're pretty remember. hot. Oh, my God. Lala is, like, killing it. Katie looks so good. Now, if anybody saw the cast photos, like, okay, so they did that promo, right, where um, the sexy back promo. But then they do the pictures and, like, Bravo released them. They look so uh, face-tuned. So, like, Sheena's, like, missing an eyebrow, like, half of her eyebrow. The whole thing just looked a little sketch, in my opinion. Um, So they may be over... Uh, filtered them but them in the actual promo they looked hot and I'm super excited for for that because we're going to get to see Katie and Tom Schwartz's uh dissolution of their marriage I think we're actually going to get to see her around the time she has the conversation with Tom and tell him that she doesn't want to be married anymore so we're going to actually like get to see him like be like sad and then maybe not and then we're going to get to see them date Well, maybe we're not going to get to see that because I think we're just going to get to see them maybe be like they're getting divorced because we're going to get to see Lala date. We're going to get to see um, Katie date the dude she's dating now. They show his face. He's like an actor, the guy that Katie dates. Do you know him?
1: (laughs) Is this that Satchel guy or whatever? Yeah. Who
0: is he? What the fuck is
1: that name? I I hate it.
0: (laughs) But it's like it matches for her because she's very – but she's such a vibe. I love Katie. Um, we're going to get to see shit with Randall, like Lala finding out, like, she's like, why are people saying, I want to know why people are saying these like things like about like the child's
1: pedophilia yeah.
0: stuff. It's I don't know. Really. It is. So I
1: don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I gonna, are you going to
0: watch I'm it? am going to watch
1: it, but
0: Ugh. I'll be
1: interested to like hear updates and stuff about it. I, I'm not, you know, we're telling shorts. I watched it really early on, Vanderpump Rules. I stopped watching it, I think, it was, like, you know, the, after the COVID season, I think. I watched, like, the last season I saw was, like, Stassi and Kristen and Jax and all of them were still on there. Um, and not that I, like, stopped watching it because all of them were gone, but I just sort of realized watching that season I was like, I'm not that interested anymore.
0: It was so... It was very poor.
1: I just really loved the show when they were like poor and they all thought they were just gonna be like actors and models. But let me give you now they're like even even if they're still like sort of poor, they're not like they're they believe themselves to be huge celebrities. And I mean they are on some level, but they're not poor. (laughs) They think that they are bigger celebrities than they even actually are.
0: Well, honestly, that's that's
1: always been my problem with Sandoval.
0: You hate (laughs) Sandoval. Yeah. He is very full of himself because this is a perfect analogy for anybody who knows and loves us knows like really how Ricky feels about this. The last season was Stassi and Sandoval. And like when they got in that fight and Kristen and Jackson, Britt were all still there. That was very season 12. Roni. Yeah. Then they left. And the season after that was a complete disaster. There was no foundation, and that was season 13, Rony. That's the only way I can compare those. This season is going to redeem itself. I really feel it's going to give us everything that. And I think that Jax is freaking the fuck out right now because he was thriving when the show was not. (laughs) And now that the show's going to do good,
1: he's sort of doing like a Kelly Dodd with, yeah, like Orange County. Like she.
0: That's the best comparison.
1: Shit, talk about how awful the season was after she left, and it's like, I don't know, girl. That season, that that last season that you were on was not a good season. People hated that. I I didn't watch that season. Um, I have no idea what even really happened, but I I've seen clips. I don't that Elizabeth Vargas chick. I don't think I care for her.
0: That was Kelly, clear. I was a
1: fan of early on, but like she started getting too used to like trying to like come up with like the most offensive shit to say to like be shocking on television.
0: Yeah, no, the good old days was like Ireland, you know that that time. Like, I liked
1: it like when Kelly was like when she first got there and she was on the outs because all these women were like, you shouldn't act like that in public. It felt like such a rony.
0: Vibe say, at the table. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yes, it was very countess um, of them. I said countess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. So I'm stoked for for VPR. So like that is where my heart is. I'm ready to see everything roll out. But uh, and and listen, I need you guys to get in Ricky's DMs. All right. <laughs> Make him watch VPR. I'm not gonna push Summer House on him, okay? Cause I just understand that's like too fratty for him, but I really think that there's a chance if like we harass him enough, he might succumb to watching an episode or two of VPR. I wish he could I don't see know. His face right now. He's say. disgusted by me. He's <sighs> disgusted. <laughs> I probably
1: like Summer House at this point still more than VPR. I didn't watch the last season of Summer House. I'm just not a big fan of Paige. Really? Yeah.
0: No, I'm shocked that you like Summer House more than VPR. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know.
1: I like the boys. The boy. I like the boys more. I like Carl. I like Carl's gone through a lot of like growth, I think.
0: And his white pants. He's so cute.
1: Yeah. And, you know, lover, hater, I'm glad that him and Lindsay at least feel like they can be happy together and they're mm-hmm. at least cute for each other.
0: Well, we'll get to see their engagement this uh, season and we're going to get to see. And it's get- interesting
1: because it sort of looks like the whole relationship between Lindsay and Carl is sort of the reason for the fallout with Danielle.
0: Which is really odd to me. I think that, and so Do what you I- think
1: that, Danielle and him were still doing like that casual hookup thing or no?
0: No. Um, Danielle is a good friend. She's a good girl's girl. I think that maybe Danielle was saying, look, you're my best friend. He's one of my best friends. He's still very new in his sobriety. You've been bouncing all over the board. I think that Danielle was honest with her thoughts about maybe how fast they were taking things and Lindsay got defensive. I'm Curious to see what the dynamic with Carl and Danielle is. Like, yeah. I'm assuming Carl's gonna take Lindsay's side, right? Abby, that's his fiance. But I know that they were like the Trace Amigos. Yeah. So that's gonna be and it's kind of really sad. And we like see Danielle like crying on the floor in like a fetal position. And
1: yeah. I it's wild. And
0: she's not like that. So to me, like you can tell. She's, but this is a classic, classic instance of, and you know, I don't, Lindsay ain't, she's not about that life. And she's like, that's not the type of friend I want. Danielle's way more invested in Lindsay than Lindsay was ever invested in Danielle. And you, we're going to see that and it's going to make me sad.
1: Well, I feel like one of the other big problems is Lindsay's just also one of those really reactive people So it's, like, she could actually, I feel like, care about someone. But then, like, when you just, like, piss her off or say one thing that she doesn't like, she'll, like, fly off the handle. It kind of gives you, like, some, like, vibes of, like, Larsa or something like that where they're, like, oh, really? Like, well, check this out.
0: Well, I mean, and that's relatable to me because I can see,
1: like, Lindsay can can just cut people down so quick.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, here I am judging and I'm guilty of doing it at some point in my life as well you know but
1: i just it's feel it happened to someone like danielle because danielle usually has great intentions
0: and that's the thing i'm a very good friend so when i see her being like Lindsay not being a good friend of danielle it makes me sad so i i can't wait for that season to come out too february is going to be a big month because we're getting vpr we're getting summer house and i think all in the same week we're getting new jersey
1: uh yeah I think it, I think it is the same week, or at least within a week of each other. It's like right there. It's like all coming in that like seventh, eighth whole week of February. Yeah,
0: like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh. I think that whole week is going to be lit. Like I'm basically, you may get extra content that <laughs> week because I'm going to have a lot of shit to say. So
1: <laughs> I am. It's it's so hard for me because it's like I'm glad Salt Lake City is ending. Because I think Jersey is basically going to take Salt Lake City's place, it seems.
0: Thank God. Thank yeah. God. Because Salt Lake City fucking sucks.
1: It sucks, but at the same time, it's so heavy. Like, I, I, the Jens Shaw stuff, I'm so ready to move on from it. Because, like, I especially, I, I I've been sort of done with her all season, but like the moment that I was like, okay, she needs to be off TV was she was trying to, like, she was getting in a fight with people, and she's like, um, Angie H's husband made me want to commit or made me like attempt to commit suicide. And I was like, that is so fucked up to say, but then like two days later after she says this, she's trying to like make amends and be friends with them again. Like that don't do that.
0: Well, I don't want to, I don't want to take away from anything that maybe Jen had gone through, but I, hi, you know, I think that,
1: I just hate it because it feels like she weaponizes it. She's sort of, she's a narcissist. So like, these are the things that she does and she'll love bomb you until you like cross her. And it's like, I'm tired of watching Heather and Meredith be like, we're ride or die.
0: And if she is like using it as, you know, a weapon to kind of shield herself, then that makes me really grossed out and sad because there are people who really, have mental health issues and that seems to be her entire defense and quite frankly for doing as crazy of the shit that she did maybe she does you have to be in a really warped sense of reality to fucking live and lead a life like that and then choose to go be on television and exploit yourself It. it, but anyways and you talk about how rich you are and like you it comes out
1: like so many of your designer items were fakes
0: hashtag fake like so but you know what thank god new jersey is replacing salt lake city because i'm not going to be able to watch like we still have to watch two or three i think it's two episodes of the entire cast, like abusing lisa barlow the whole time i can only that's all i can give like i only have a little bit more left to give and then i'm going to need i will be thanking the bravo gods for teresa judice like oh, come, after. It. Yeah.
1: Like, like for once you'll take it
0: yeah like i need I it mean, i need love love
1: love how to do her job
0: <laughs> i i need it it's
1: so like, it's crazy that we only actually had like 13 14 episodes so far like or like the whole season of Salt Lake city was only like 14 15 episodes or something like that it's like it's crazy how few episodes it was because it feels like it's been on for fucking ever
0: it was like torture. It was like season 13. And you know what? I think that Salt Lake City is going to be the show that takes a pause. And they're going to have to regroup after Jen Shaw. Because we or they're going to have to completely like re like do a really re, big reboot. Like I think we're going to see Meredith Marks is going to go. I think that maybe, you know, they're probably going to keep Heather Gay because people like her. But I think that it's they need to switch up um, Salt Lake City and they need to take a solid beat on that. Um, before they really do anything else. I think that they needed to do that with OC and they didn't. And maybe they learned for the mistake that they made with New York, but they need to, Bravo needs to find a happier medium with what shows they're throwing right into. Cause Beverly Hills took a beat too.
1: Yeah. And it's like, they're they're trying to act like it's going to be sort of like revamped almost,
0: but I don't think it is. I think that they just didn't rush right into recording. But I'm I'm so excited for New Jersey because we're starting to hear that obviously two of Ricky's absolute faves. Is- uh, I
1: know Dolo and Jen. Like I've heard that they're beefing. Yeah, I mean Jen usually gets into a beef with someone, but I just Jen cracks me up, and she won. <laughs> my love forever just on her first season monkey's asshole that
0: you fucking kiss well do you remember that when
1: she um she went to turkey and she came back and she had gifts for everyone and she gave like jackie a knife and she's like here um you can use this to stab me in the front so you don't stab me in the back next time i don't remember that like there was a gift something i can't remember what she gifted marge but it was also really fucking shady because marge had said that she was a male order bride <laughs> and it's just like that's just i don't know i feel bad because it's like that kind of stuff is sort of insulting to someone's
0: culture, culture. i um really like uh jennifer Eden but I'm always going to be team Dolores. So I'm really excited. I love when anybody fights with Dolores. So obviously when I'm going to see these two go at it, I'm going to be team Dolo, but I love watching Jennifer Aiden fucking fight with people. And I love watching Dolores fucking. Dolores 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 is like
1: a, an equal to like Dorinda. Yes, like she can. She operates at like a chill, cool level until she's not. Until she's not, and then it's like, "Do
0: you hear me? Do yes. you hear me?" The thing about it is, is Dolores can fucking beat your ass. Like even more so, like Dolores versus Dorinda. Dolores has taken Dorinda out. Like it is what it is. She used to be working a prison. Like yeah. bitch can fight. Well, you know what, though? I will tell you this. Dolores is, like, in a happy relationship. We're going to get to see a different version of her, maybe a little bit lighter. She doesn't have David. We're going to see, like, her new boyfriend, Paul... Oh yeah, like, we don't
1: have Jackie to deal with this season. No, either.
0: Jackie's yeah. there. Listen, friend of Jackie's friend of, and she's in so much that they're like she's like uh, when they took the Countess out, or how they have Marisol and Ar- Adriana, where they're like fully active still housewives, but they're just listed as friends of. So that's what they're that's what they're doing with her. Jackie's still. Well, I hope they, I just well. heard I just heard Margaret on a podcast with taylor Strucker the other day well i hope that
1: dolores tears her ass up again at some point this season because i loved it last season when dolores yeah i loved it last season when dolores is like she called her like it or this
0: when they were standing at the bar and she's like don't call me yeah but listen (laughs) i don't know what the dynamic
1: is not with this and she's like don't call me this love it
0: this is what i'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to be Jackie, Melissa, Margaret, and then the one new housewife. And then it's going to be Jennifer, Teresa, uh, Dolores on the other side. But I really feel like Dolores is going to be tear-tottering in between the two because I think that the issues with Jennifer Aiden, Teresa is going to be in the middle. You got to think we're going to get Teresa's spinoff for her wedding
1: yeah, I well, I think that some of the other issues that come up between Dolores and Teresa, and we'll see if that gets brought up on the show. But I think some of it has to do with like Dina and Caroline and all of that, because Dolores is also like friends with Caroline, but I think she's not friends with Dina.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I think it's going to be a really good season. So I'm very much looking forward to to what New Jersey is going to bring. So. It's just.
1: I, I love it because it's always it's such a, such complicated relationships on Jersey. Yeah. But at the same time, that's like what makes it really toxic. Like, I know people like Melissa and all of that, but it's like I, f- I just wish that she would leave. Mostly because I don't want Joe Gorga on there because like him and him and Teresa like it's it's too much. Let Teresa have her show, Joey. <laughs>
0: I don't know. And you know that the husbands don't get um paid.
1: I know. But he acts like he's like a full-time housewife. Yeah. He engages more than like Meredith Marks could ever dream of engaging.
0: I could see uh Joe Gorg well, you know, Joe Gorgo's a full fucking comedian now too. So
1: Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> but you know, I as much as I do love messy family relationships playing out on tv sometimes it is a little bit rough with jersey but the other one that i really love it just finished um is sister wives have you ever watched sister wives
0: no but i have a my best friend sent me a message like ariel do you watch sister wives i need somebody to talk sister wives with and i'm like no sorry babe
1: oh my god well this is for your friend then but i I don't know how I got into it. I think it's a show that, like, my mom would always have on when I'd go to her house. And it just started, like, being one of those things. So I was like, oh, this is sort of interesting. I'd like to see what happens next. And, like, because the, the series, like, you know, it's one man. He's got, at the beginning of the show, three wives. And he gets, like, a fourth wife. And it's been a while since he'd brought in another wife. And so, like, that already started some issues. And they were, like, fleeing Utah because polygamists could be, like, Cut in jail and all this other stuff. Like, just because I mean, I guess they're like one of the first like open polygamist families. But, anyways, flash forward all these years later, like now this man is down to like one wife after this last season. Like, one, one wife got catfished and he decided he doesn't trust her anymore. And like, even though she still thinks she has a chance, he's like, No, we're basically not even married anymore another wife he's currently separated with, but I think that that's going to end up in divorce and then one one wife has, like, completely
0: left him. Is this the long hair guy?
1: Yeah. They're, like, fundamentalist Mormons. They don't want to be confused with all of the, like, Jessup, Warren, Warren Jessup's, whatever his name is, you know who I'm talking about? He was some sort of, like, Mormon cult type leader like it he had some sort of cult basically off of the principles of mormonism Hmm. there's like a lot of like polyamory involved there
0: interesting okay so
1: it's it's just a wild journey with this show and it's crazy because i mean covid in a way sort of like tore this family apart and like really like brought the issues that they were already dealing with like to the forefront. So that's like the one thing that's really interesting is like, and, and and you know it's nice because like I've there have been so many moments where like you feel like the women just feel like they're stuck because it's all about the family and you know you wouldn't just be leaving the man you're you'd be leaving all of the other because like all the children basically consider like all of them their wow. mothers yeah
0: yeah. Well, you know what? I hear a lot of Bravo people do watch Sister Wives. Um, My mom loves Sister Wives. And we all know anybody who has been listening with us for the past year, I referenced my mom throughout my podcast. Shout out to my mama um, because she definitely, girl is more up to date on shit than me. Let's just keep it real. Like, (laughs) she's like, did you see what happened? I'm like, wait, what? What? Yeah. (laughs) So, but she loves, my mom loves sister wives too. So she watches that. Also like 90 Day Fiancé, all those types of things. Because now Bravo has Love Without Borders, which is, I watched like an episode and and, and it was like episode, like a couple episodes in already. And I started it like halfway in. It was just like turned on Bravo. It was on. It was okay. Um, But it basically really gave me that 90 Day Fiancé type vibe. That's what it was. But some semi good looking yet annoying host who was trying to coach your relationships and ended up matching you it was weird i don't know it was okay uh, right. yeah. i i want to know are you guys watching love without borders i'm curious
1: i don't really know anyone that is but well i mean so another thing that's like all about like family dynamics and all of that shit that's really crazy and so good right now is family
0: karma i'm obsessed it's the best show on bravo
1: I love I love that like the parents are part of the show, too, because they are such like in like these people are all so interwoven. And that's what makes the best television shows is like when people have actually known each other for a long time and the stakes are like a lot higher.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I honestly like I was saying earlier, this is when it comes back to being invested in the characters. I am now so heavily invested in the parents. And the dynamics with them, the other parents, that within that relationship, their relationships with each other's children, um, and seeing the parents fight and then the kids fight to defend their parents. I mean, that it really, I'm invested in these adults as well as the youngins. And I am, he- it's like I'm getting a double cast almost, I feel like.
1: I like, know, I mean two like, layers
0: like the You know that I love a big cast, and yes. that's what it feels like. So good. I love it. So I feel like we haven't seen much of Bali this season. She's been, I think, going through a little bit of something and kind of been on her own. So maybe she's got less of that little glamorous life to be showing. Cause I feel like they barely even showed her daughter this season. Like I know, I thought that was sort of strange. Like she's more of a friend of almost now. I feel like. Yeah.
1: The thing that's always been sort of interesting about her. I I love her. She's just, it's, she's like the one person that's sort of like in the middle of like, cause she has a kid. So she's now sort of an auntie, but she's around the same age as a lot of the older, like younger cast members.
0: Yeah. Cause she had a kid young and you know, like, I don't know, like people are talking shit about Anisha because they're like, well, Anisha only flies in one week to to film the show. It's like, well, leave her alone. Who cares? She's still fucking there that week and interacting with these people. These are still people that she's known her entire life. Her life has changed a little bit. She moved. She went and got married. Like, this is her journey. And if she's still willing to be a part of it and come and interact and have the awkward dynamics with people because she's still having issues. There's still shit popping off. Amrit or not Amrit um, Vishal was still mad at her about the whole wedding thing, you know. Yeah. And Richa, they were like, and then they went and had a couple awkward lunches. Like uh, she gave us some goodness, even without living there, you know, even without living on on site and moving. in. I think at that time she was she had just moved and she wasn't married yet, but she, she's married now, obviously. Yeah, she gave her timeline and he. He obviously obliged by Cinco de Mayo, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's the thing is like we're watching like that's where some of these shows get a little tedious because it's like, OK, I know she's already engaged, so it's going to work out for her. But
0: yeah, but I'm happy because I think that uh, she she put her relationship first and there you go. She pulled a Tinsley.
1: Yeah, I, I just sort of want Monica to break up with Riche. I, I just don't get a good vibe from him. Same. And I, I can understand just a hair of why Brian also like went back and reported to him first instead of telling Monica, but also like, dude, you at one point pretty recently thought Monica was like the love of your life. And you like wanted to like be with her and stuff like that. So it's like, if you she's really supposed
0: to be your best friend, one of your best friends.
1: Yeah. So it's like if you really like have that much love for her, then you should have like told her first.
0: Brian or told up. at the
1: same time.
0: Um, Monica's boyfriend is definitely cheating on her. And Brian definitely knew about it. He chose to defend him instead of her. That's what it was. Love Brian, but it is what it is. And um, yeah
1: i know i i love brian and i love his family too but it's like they're being a little messy this season
0: they are i like it though
1: like they've sort of like somehow become the villains and it's like usually lopa
0: has that role like screwed down tight and he's like you don't need to make it like that he's like if you want to make it like that we can make it like that like we'll we'll take it there like that's how the. That's how we'll do. The Bennys don't need to fuck with y'all. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, like,
1: he, ex, he went to like the extreme so quick, and it's yeah. like,
0: wait a minute, slow down. Yeah, defending his mama, which I could appreciate, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was really. It showed a little bit of Brian. Why well, I hate to say this again, sweet little Brian. It showed his character that he really didn't respect and care about him and monica's friendship because he took the bro code because you know he was there while the shits probably pop it off so he knew and he gave him a heads up and said and to me that's a traitor
1: yeah i i mean it's just crazy because i couldn't even imagine what it would be like to have to deal with like his you know like being monica and having to deal with his brother and his brother's girlfriend like that's gonna that's the family you want to be a part of like they're you know i want i want i also want to hear from Risha's brother like what was the text message that your girlfriend was talking about are you going to call her a liar or
0: i need some receipts yeah i, don't I know. wonder
1: if we'll get some at uh, any sort of reunion
0: uh huh i wonder do they do that? Do they do, like, a Watch What Happens Live?
1: No, they did an actual reunion. Really? Yeah. Huh.
0: Okay. Yeah, I because... Mean, yeah. I don't remember that. I'm going to have to go back and look now.
1: I'm 90% sure. Now you're making me doubt myself. But I'm pretty sure there was a reunion.
0: Interesting. I don't know. I think that this season is fantastic. Family Karma doesn't get enough credit. And if you are not watching it, you definitely need to watch. Make sure you get caught up. Season two might be some of the most heartwarming television I've ever seen. And season three has been my favorite of them all because it's been really fun. We got a lot of fun episodes starting off in Mexico You know, they start off the, the, like, three or four episodes we got of them just fucking partying. That's how they started the season. So, I suggest you go watch it.
1: I completely agree. But Um, the other thing, do you want to talk about the show on Peacock that has, like, been insane?
0: Uh, traitors? Yeah. I'm... Are you a
1: faithful or are you a traitor?
0: I know. I was, and we're not going to, okay, we are not going to give any spoilers, okay? There will be no spoilers on this. All we will say is that it's worth a watch. I love seeing some of the Bravo folks sprinkled in there. We got Kyle Cook from Summer House, Brandy Glanville from Beverly Hills and Ultimate Girls Trip, Reza Farahan from Shaw's uh who else did we have that was Bravo
1: Justine.
0: Kate d Kate, Kate, Kate avi from belowda who is my MVP of she the Traders
1: is somehow like the breakout star and I feel like you Not don't somehow have to be a bravo person to think that is yeah, I guess what I really mean like
0: she's like obviously the breakout star because she is that good like girl just is made for tv like i love when there's one moment where she has like puts on her sunglasses and like looks at her reflection in a knife and was like still beautiful <laughs> like she's so good i love her
1: she she is so like unbothered through the entire thing and so just to give you guys a little bit of a background so the show has like i think there were like eight to ten i don't even know how many people they started i out think with. there
0: was about 10 to 12 there was a larger group there was like folks
1: well because I mean total there was like somewhere between like 16 and 20 because there were like eight or nine ce- um, celebrity participants and then eight or nine um civilians civilians which um, it took me a minute because I don't watch like there so there are people from like survivor Big brother um There's, like, Ryan Lochte, you know, like, Olympic athlete. Um, Then there's all the people Ariel listed from Bravo. Kyle Cook, you mentioned him, too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's essentially all the different shows that they're... Oh, there's, like, someone from The Bachelor. Right? One person. Ari, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Um, it was just a group of people that they... A clusterfuck of people that they put together to basically... They select a traitor. They select four, three traitors, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the show is like, they select the traitors and the traitors like murder someone quote unquote, like in the night and they have to like, try to figure out who it is. And they have this, like this round table where they also decide to banish someone and they could end up banishing the, their goal is to banish the traitors the other, the people who are not traitors are the faithfuls. And the this round table where people are throwing accusations and all, and like, just like putting on shows, like it's some of the best television. I, that was the best part. It was that fucking round table.
0: So I have to be honest. So I felt like the first, so I think there's 10 episodes. And I feel like the first six Seven episodes. I felt like the first three were slow. But then I was like, you know, I'll have it on in the background. I'm a person who likes like MTV's The Challenge or shows like that. So I didn't really care for the challenge portions of this show because they were very minimal and like very big to me, you know? So that part I didn't even really care about. I would be like working and like or doing something and having that the challenge parts on in the background. The parts I really enjoyed was the round table and kind of seeing everybody kind of uh plot and think tried to decipher who they thought were the traitors and the faithfuls, and these people couldn't be any more wrong. Oh, God, they, <laughs> they were so it. they suck at judging characters. It's it was actually hilarious to watch. But that's why that's part of why
1: it was so funny is like the the people, especially the civilians. Like, no offense to any of you civilians out there listening, <laughs> but y'all were fucking stupid. Like, yeah, it was.
0: And I, I'm curious. I'm like, how would they I? They were do just it? getting
1: played like every single corner, and they'd be like, "Oh, it does make sense." Like. There were some people that would just stay so fixated on Kate. And I think it's just like because of her personality.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and we don't want to give too much away. But it was definitely funny to kind of watch. But I'll say once we got halfway through, I was definitely intrigued and wanted to stay on this journey. I was like, I need to see who fucking wins this. Now I need to see like how this because there started to be plot twists. The last three episodes I thought were phenomenal once bugs started being poured on people, then shit started getting interesting. And that's all I'll say about it. And it made people lit a little bit more invested and they had to do a little bit more risky of items in the, they were obviously playing for money. Um, And, you know, this was before every episode,
1: every episode had like these like competitions. And for the most part, they're just like, stupid competitions and but like, obviously
0: kate wasn't this isn't a
1: spoiler but like all like the competitions essentially you win money sometimes they put them on teams but the teams there are no stakes to lose to being the losing team there's it's just teams to basically see how these people interact with each other i think
0: yeah and then cause issues you know help evolve the dynamics basically more interaction
1: people that don't necessarily like each other on the same team
0: yeah it wasn't it wasn't phenomenal television but i enjoyed it i definitely would say i recommend it watch it it was fun to see our bravo folks in a different light and i really liked it i thought it was good
1: i thought it was great too and surprisingly the bravo people did really great like yeah
0: i was i was like
1: they they were like getting they were the only people catching on to things like
0: that's because they're used to dealing with the minutia. Yeah, so they're like looking for something because you they're know like who's
1: okay who's whispering in productions either
0: bravo bitches are petty which is speaking of because brandy was part of the traders cast brandy is also uh, been announced as being one of the cast members for the Ultimate Girls Trip 4, which is going to be taking place in Morocco. And you know who else that they announced is going to be part of this cast? Fucking Alex McCord. Yes, you heard that correctly. Fucking Alex McCord, okay? She's coming I'm, back. I was, She's coming back. I was
1: shocked. I, I thought it would, because I sort of thought, I don't know, just based off of some of the conversations I heard, maybe this was just put out there to throw people off, but because like people had said that Alex wasn't interested in doing anything Bravo related. And I don't know if this is maybe because it's like, well, I don't have to deal with
0: 100%. the girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: I can just deal with these girls, but it's like, I don't know, girl, this could end up. Well, now Brandy's fucking with her.
0: Brandy is attacking our sweet little Alex, because Alex is like, look, guys, I've been out of the Bravo world for a while. I'm like a psychiatrist now. And she's psychologist or a psychiatrist? Psychiatrist. Okay. not really sure. Yeah. So, you know, sorry if you're a psychologist. We don't mean to offend you either or trying we're to. We're dumb bitches. So. We're dumb bitches, you know. Keep serving, cunt. Co- okay. <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> but anyways, um, I feel like Alex has definitely evolved, but she's been out of the Bravo game for a really long time, so she, like, posted something on Instagram, like, hey, guys, every day I'm going to, like, have a spotlight, basically how we used to do, a housewife highlight on each of the housewives that are going to be on the new Ultimate Girls Trip 4, which is taking place in Morocco, which is, like, the favorite trip that Ricky's favorite Roni trip.
1: I mean, instantly, I mean, first of all, before we even get to, like, those posts, like, I fucking screamed hearing this because first of all, it's season four of this girl's trip and it was season four Roni when they went to Morocco. So it just feels right. Um, And Alex did the most iconic thing ever by posting a picture of the Herman Munster shoes that she wore and had like, because everyone like as soon as they knew that Alex was going back to Morocco. They were posting the clips and the memes of Alex and the Herman Munster shoes. And to see those fucking shoes, iconic behavior.
0: Did she caption that Louis Vuitton never makes mistakes?
1: Something like that.
0: I love it. See, or even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes is what Luann said. And she said, Louis Vuitton never makes mistakes or something like that. I mean, it was so good. You guys, we have been, I like to think that Ricky and I were ahead of the curve. You know, we did the Roni rewatch before any of this Roni shit even popped off. And then 2022 ended up being like the year of Roni and all the the hey, the cancellation of Roni, the rebirth of Roni, the rebirth of or the new birth of Legacy Roni, the birth of Sonia and Luann show. I mean, next thing you know, it was like we thought Roni was dead and it was like pop, 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 pop Roni. It so, was
1: so alive considering there was actually no new Roni. In and the it was like 22.
0: We did this. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we manifested that for y'all.
0: <clears throat> no, but for real. So I'm really excited to see Alex return um, for Ultimate girlship I do think that you're right. I think she decided to do it because she doesn't have to be with any other Roni ladies. She's not committing to a super long um, cast where there's multiple seasons and... It's not like a full, I guess it's a franchise, but it's not like Roni, you know what I mean? So quick little weaker, I think she could do that. And and the only thing we're not going to get is Simon, unless Simon drops her off like um, Gary dropped Jill off. Yeah. I mean, we could pray in his red leather pants. I need it to happen.
1: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if there's a difference in how they do this, because remember on the first season, they showed a little bit more of like the pre Yep. Like they showed them like Packing getting ready and getting ready to leave and like
0: getting in the car up
1: and like yeah. also just i mean i guess they were all going to one location which maybe that'll happen on this one maybe they'll all have had i don't know because in the last one so they had like meetup points and like it was like atlanta was the last one and so like everyone was on the plane together and that wasn't the best footage from season one was everyone just sort of like testing the waters Ramona's already starting, like, literally, like, minutes when she gets on there.
0: Yeah. No, I'm curious to see. I mean, because she's coming from Australia. I mean, they're going to Morocco, so there might be a point where we do get some. There probably will be some crossover. I don't know if we'll get all the girls in one spot at one time on a plane until they hit morocco but we might get a couple groups that they link up at one location and then you know we'll maybe get two groups that we get to see kind of head out and then get to see those two groups unite because that would be awesome but i'm really 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 excited and
1: tell everyone who else is on the cast in case they don't know all we've talked about is alex and brandy
0: well i feel like alex right now is the only thing that matters um we've got eva she's coming back we've got phaedra she's coming back Vicky, she's coming back brandy uh alex who else manzo caroline manzo and uh, who else though um are we forgetting anyone i feel like we are because and i love caroline manzo you know she's like one of my favorites um but no i feel like we are missing Oh,
1: gretchen gretchen's yeah. one of them yeah, I that one. I'm that one's going to be interesting. I was are, were you ever a big Gretchen fan? No, I wasn't either. And it's not because of anything that like Tamara or Vicky made me think about her. She's just she's just not my t- kind of girl. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling it. So here's the official cast. Vicky, Gretchen, Brandy,
1: Camille. Oh, yeah, Camille. How could I forget Camille.
0: Phaedra, Eva, Alex, and Caroline. So that's eight. So yeah, so it's gonna be good. Um and I'm you know we, we still haven't seen them premiere the premiere date for Ultimate Girls Trip 3 yet. So I'm waiting to see because that I really want to see in Thailand with Portia, Leah, and Candace and Giselle and marisol and alexia like i want to see that that i want to see happen so i'm ready for ultimate girls trip three i'm very happy that they're getting ready because vicky was just packing for morocco yesterday so the yeah, trip is I, happening they're, they're officially
1: there i saw like alex mccord posted a picture today of like a cat and she's like this is not an australian cat
0: <gasps> oh my it it's all happening Sheena yeah. Shea gave us so much, guys, with that yeah. quote. It's all happening. We never knew how much, because it's good as gold. This is, f- God damn it, it's a Sheena Shea appreciation post right here. Sheena Shea, thank you, because it's all happening, and this is good as gold. There you go. Yeah, love there it. Goes. I think that we can end with that, guys. <laughs> <'Cause I> mean, <laughs> what
1: else could you go out on? I mean, that's, that's, that's a high note. But we're happy to be back You know, 2023 is going to have some new things, even though, you know, we'll always talk about some of the old things. We're not doing a rewatch, like we said before, but you never know when we're going to rewatch something.
0: And happy birthday, Bravo critics, right? Happy one year anniversary. Ricky, I love doing this with you. It's so fun. Our baby's a year old.
1: We, I can't believe a year ago. I mean... It's like a year ago. We didn't even actually think we were going to do this as a podcast. So
0: yeah, and you know they say that eighty percent of podcasts end, like they fail. They just stop within the first year, and we just we're just getting started. So I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, me too. So make sure you stay up to date with what we're doing. Um, follow us on our collective account at Bravo Critics on Instagram, and Ariel is at Bravo and T myself at that bravo gay and make sure that you're um going and subscribing and commenting and rating the podcast we love when you guys give us some love or you know if you don't have anything nice to say bring it on (laughs) but until next time guys cheers
0: cheers everyone's a critic